Thank you for listening to The Actors Room. Please subscribe to the show in iTunes and leave comments and reviews. The show is also on Facebook, Twitter, Google Music, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. The website for the show is theactorsroom.libsyn.com. The site gives you access to all past episodes. Enjoy the show. And the winner is Gary Oldman. We'll get into that later. But welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Actors' Room. My name is Jeff Tarowski, and the episode title today is the 90th American Academy Awards. We're going to talk about the Oscars. It has been a few years since I've sat down and watched every second. Well, actually, I probably never, ever watched every second of the Academy Awards, but last night I did. I made it a point to sit down, relax. I made some notes. I had paper in front of me, did it all longhand, and uh, I paid attention to everything. Uh, It was quite entertaining. So I want to go ahead and uh, give my views on the show, my little insight, my notes, so on and so forth. And before we get into that, just a brief history about the Academy Awards. Uh, The presentation, the very first one, was held on May 16, 1929, at a private dinner function at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. In the audience was about 270 people. Now, the post-awards party was held at the Mayfair Hotel. The cost of guest tickets for that night was $5. Now, that would equal about $70 today. So, it wasn't cheap, but still... Not bad at all. Now, 15 statues were awarded, honoring artists, directors, and other participants in the filmmaking industry. Um, Now, this is funny. And they mentioned this last night, that the very first Academy Awards lasted 15 minutes. They basically just went up there and handed out the awards. They didn't have any, uh, you know, skits or jokes, nothing. It was just sort of a very formal, quick presentation. Uh, You won. Congratulations. Here's your award. Move on with your life. So that was the first one. And what I found interesting is that everybody knew who won because they released the information like two months prior. So that's different. And then for the next couple years, they tried something new. They didn't do it beforehand. They didn't let people know beforehand. So what they did is they released the information like right after the show ended. Uh, And they did that for a few years until I think someone in Los Angeles put it out a little too early. And then people knew who won before they announced the winners. So because of that little mistake by the, uh, actually it was the Los Angeles Times that did that. They announced the winners before the ceremony began. So that big mistake prompted the Academy to go ahead and use the sealed envelope version of handing out the winners. Now, let's go ahead and get into last night's ceremony, the Oscars. Now, I thought the opening was a little too preachy for my taste. Uh, It was more serious than fun, I thought. And I like Jimmy Kimmel. I always have. And he's funny and he's natural, which is good for a show like this. Uh, Never a big fan of, of, of a host that's a little too out there. I like a host that'll make you laugh, keep it light, um, and is, you know, contained. And I think Jimmy Kimmel's just that, a nice choice to host the Oscars. But like I said, too preachy. Uh, but, you know, you're going to have that uh, because of all the things that have happened this past year, you know. Um, and Jimmy Kimmel, let's get back to him for a second. I feel he's never too over the top. And for a show like this, it works great. Uh, I didn't like that they mentioned Harvey Weinstein. I thought that was unnecessary, and I thought it was in bad taste. They didn't have to do that. Anyway, uh, just letting you know that I didn't watch the red carpet once again. That is my least favorite part of the Academy Awards. Always has been. Uh, my roommate in New York City uh, really enjoyed watching the red carpet. People getting up there talking about, you know, 
what they're wearing and all that stuff. Never was for me, uh, never appealed to me. That part of the whole Hollywood scene is nothing but fakeness to me. What you're wearing, uh, what expensive jewelry you're wearing, it's a whole it's a whole game that I just don't understand. So I mean, it just doesn't appeal to me. I even talked to my family about that last night. My daughter, she's 14, and she's interested in watching the Academy Awards. You know, she wants to be a singer. She loves to sing. She's got a great little voice on her, um, and she's interested in the entertainment field. And I explained to her my distaste for the red carpet stuff. And my wife's like, and when I start talking about stuff like that, when I get really passionate about something, my voice, it, it raises, it gets loud and I don't mean it to. So it kind of sounds like I'm angry. I'm not angry. I'm just passionate about it. And I can hear my wife, she's making dinner in the next room. She's like, how do you really feel about it? I'm like, ah, did it come off that way? And I don't mean it to be because I know people really enjoy watching the red carpet stuff. They do. It's entertaining. I get it. It's just not for me. First award of the evening, which they have done for a very long time, is the Best Supporting Actor. And that was Sam Rockwell. Very happy with that. Always been a very big fan of Sam Rockwell. The first time I saw him was in Green Mile. Blew me away. What a different kind of actor. A lot of energy. Can't wait to talk about Sam Rockwell. I'll probably do him in the future, an episode, because he really is a fun actor to watch. Reminds me a little bit of Gary Oldman earlier in his career. Um, Next was Best Makeup uh, for Darkest Hour, and there was also a nice mention of Gary Oldman saying thank you to him. Very nice. And so far, so good. Very classy in tone in the early goings, and I note that. And, and the dresses that I'm seeing from the women, the performers in, in the entertainment field, what they're wearing, coming up to present uh, the awards, they all look very nice. And I, I have a little note here that says, I hope that continues with the classiness. <laughs> um, Eva Marie Saint won Best Actress in Waterfront with Marlon Brando. And she is 91 years old. She looks amazing. Very impressed that she is 91 years old. And, I mean, she is as sharp as a tack, isn't she? She carries herself so well. Very nice. It was, it was a great thing to see her on that stage. And she even brought up Marlon Brando when she was talking about On the Waterfront. Uh, and they also briefly showed Rita Moreno. And I, I marked that down because that's another Brando connection. And they got a shot of her in the seats. And I noted that because of the simple fact that she was, you know, she was connected with Marlon Brando. Uh, they did a film together and uh, they had a relationship, a very rocky, very disturbing, uh, bad relationship. It ended badly. She even attempted suicide a few times. Uh, it was a very destructive relationship. And she would go on to say that she was in an interview years ago. Years of decades ago, talking about Brando, and she said in the interview that she truly believed that Marlon Brando was indeed crazy, insane, and she might be right. Okay, next up, best costume design, and uh, Phantom Thread won that one. And uh, I said here that it was a very classy speech, liked it very much. It was during this part in the show that I noticed that there was a lot of talk about the new film Black. Panther. Now, they're making it like it's the greatest movie ever. And I haven't seen it, of course, but is it? Okay, moving on. Uh, You know, just, okay, before I go any further, I want to explain myself so I don't sound like a dick. I'm just personally tired of all of these superhero films. It's enough already. I can't believe that they're still this popular after all this time. In my opinion, it shows the lack of originality in the business. Just for the simple fact that they are so popular still. It's ridiculous. Okay, I guess they're giving the audience what they want. Because obviously that's what the audience want. I mean, they wouldn't keep making these movies if they didn't make money, of course. They're making a large amount of money. But I mean... Really? 
when is it going to be over? I mean, it's been going on for a long time. I don't, I can't give you a year because I don't know, but it is, maybe it's just because I'm not a big superhero fan. When I was a kid, okay, I liked Superman. I was a Spider-Man fan. Um, I think that was about it. I wasn't that kid that went out and bought, um, like comic books. That wasn't me. So maybe that's why I'm just not buying into this stuff. I was more into sports, uh, I, G.I. Joe guys, uh, video games, sport video games, and Super Mario Brothers. All right. I didn't get into that. So maybe that's why I just don't get it. It just seems like it's never going to end. It's like regurgitating over and over and over again. So I really rambled there. But you know what? It's something that has just bothered me. And I didn't realize it until just now how much it does bother me, obviously. Because I really don't talk about it. But it just... Okay. Here we go. Um, I feel there is too much political talk going on in the show. And here we go. I'm on my soapbox again. But you know what? That's just the way it is. Um, but this may be a common theme in the awards now. And like I mentioned... I don't watch it every year, so maybe this has been going on and it's common. Um, but I just feel that the movie business has no business talking about politics. But I know that's just reality. Um, I'm going to respect what my father says about politics more than I'm going to respect some actor that I admire his acting for, but don't know anything about. I don't know Gary Oldman. I don't know Meryl Streep, Sam Rockwell, all these guys. I don't know them. Why would I take their opinion of political beliefs to heart? So, uh, you're influ- uh, who, who are you really influencing? I don't know. The younger generation, maybe. So, that could be dangerous. Anyways, moving on. Best documentaries. And I got to tell you, folks, I love documentaries. I love them so much. I never thought I would love documentaries the way I do now. I'm 41 years old and I love documentaries and they had the best documentaries up there. And um, I'll probably plan to watch all of them. I just got done watching a documentary on the Eagles, you know, the band in the really big in the 70s. I got to tell you, I can't get their songs out of my head now because it was like a three-hour documentary. This thing was long. And throughout the whole thing, of course, they kept playing Eagle songs. I can't get them out of my head. They're fantastic. I always loved them uh, when I was younger and even today. Not as much as I did when I was younger, but it really brought back a lot of memories for me. And they really went through the time period where... They struggled, and I think they struggled mightily together just because of the fact that there are, you know, all these brilliant artists in the room expressing their opinion on how they can make the band better and what they should do. And I found out that that is actually a positive thing. And people like uh, Glenn Fry and uh, who was the other guy? My gosh, Don Henley, okay? They were sort of the leaders, they wrote the songs. They did most of the solo singing and they felt that they were the most important people in the band and they would kind of leave out the other members of the band. They created a lot of friction and then there were people being replaced and so on and so forth. And I think that's normal, but they were just a terrific band. And there was the uh, one member, Randy Meisner. He sang Take It to the Limit. I always adored that song. And it was explained in the documentary that, you know, he hits those high notes, man. And he goes, so I tried hitting them the other day just to see if I could. Nope. I I do. I can hit it, but it sounds like shit. And, you know, he goes way up there. And they explain in the documentary that they would do that song at the end of every concert. And it would just bring down the house because he went up so high and was so impressive that the crowd just went crazy. So... There was one point in the tour that they were doing, and the tour was kind of wrapping up. It was a four-month tour, 
And at the end of a tour, you're just exhausted. And Randy Meisner was exhausted. He had uh, a flu. You know, he just wasn't feeling well. And he told Glenn Fry, listen, I can't do it tonight. And Glenn's like, well, you listen. There are people out there, okay, that have spent good money to come. And there might be a lot of them out there that want to hear that song. So you are going to buck up and you're going to sing that song. And Randy's like, I'm sick. I can't hit that, that note tonight. I just can't do it. And I guess Glenn and Randy got into a physical fight about that. And Randy ended up leaving the band after that. And I watched the live version of that song. And you can see Randy singing it. He hits that note, right? It, ah! He hits it. And they show Glenn Fry's face. And you could tell Glenn Fry, he, he had this big smile on his face. He got a lot out of that. It meant a lot to him. And the fans reacting. The Eagles, right? That was the band. And that song, it really, you could tell that it meant a lot to Glenn Fry that he hit that note, that the fans heard it, and, and they erupted in, in applause. It was just a beautiful little moment in music history. That was a documentary I watched, so it is pertaining to this episode of The Actors Room because there are documentaries that were respected at the Oscars last night. So, the best documentary was Icarus. I said that wrong. I think it's... <laughs> I'm an asshole. I should have looked this up, right? And I, th- I thought I knew it. I swear to God. Isaris. What an idiot. I'm not even going to erase that because I want people to know how much of an idiot I am. Okay? It happens, right? You have those brain farts. Like my youngest one says that all the time. You know, we're like doing homework and she forgets something. Like we're doing the multiplication stuff right now. Run eight. Okay. And we're going over the facts, the math facts. We get, you know, seven times five, 35. Okay. Seven times eight. Uh, you know, and she, you could tell she's, her mind's grinding. You know, she gets, oh, dad had a brain fart. You know, that's what I had just then, just now. Isaris. Best documentary. Now, there was a song sang by Mary J. Blige. Very nice. Such a strong voice. But there was way, way too much fog on stage. And she had on a beautiful dress. Best film editing. Dunkirk. Now, I believe film editing to be a lost art form. And I'm not kidding. It's, it's not easy to edit films. And it is often a forgotten and unsexy part of filmmaking but you need it you need an expert there okay to make sure a film has the right flow and feel jimmy kimmel has been good so far in the broadcast nothing exceptional but good now am i the only person who finds the verizon guy fucking annoying okay i mean you know who i'm talking about the spokesperson in those fucking verizon commercials my God, when is he going to go away? And here's another thing. When is flow from progressive going to go with him? Okay, moving on. I like the idea of the shortest speech gets the jet ski thing. That was brilliant. I thought that was really nice. And actually, Helen Murin was acting like Vanna White up there, showing off the car. And that's awesome. I love that. Helen Murin. Very cool. Great little moment. And it's a nice touch to lighten things up. I like that. That's what the Academy Awards used to be like. Do you remember when Chevy Chase used to host it? If you're as old as me. Chevy Chase used to host it. Oh my god, it was so good. I love Chevy Chase. Johnny Carson. When Johnny Carson did it, that was the best. Okay. And then you have Billy Crystal was great at it. Okay. Funny guy. Kept it light. Great voice. Uh, Billy Crystal could do it all. He might have been the best one. I loved Johnny Carson when I was a kid, real little. Uh, But Billy Crystal, I think, was the best presenter. Jimmy Kimmel, he's okay. So the uh, best documentary short subject, the winner was Heaven is a Traffic Jam. Best live action short was Silent Child. I want to see this one. And 
another nice speech. And it would now be a pity for me not to mention Mr. Holland's opus because it relates to this. Uh, this uh, best live action short called Silent Child is, of course, about a deaf girl. And I watched Mr. Holland's opus on Friday night. I haven't seen it in a while. My wife and kids wanted to see it. We sat down, we watched it on Friday, and then we watched it again on Saturday. That's how much we love the movie. And of course, uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character, Mr. Holland, his son is born deaf. And he has a hard time relating to the child. Very similar to the Daniel Day-Lewis character in There Will Be Blood. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss, same thing. Now, this was his own son. And you got to understand that Mr. Holland taught music. He loved music. And he couldn't share it with his son the way he wanted to. And he shut him out. Treat him like shit. And that deaf kid, that all three parts, there was the boy, uh, the deaf boy, his son, uh, had three different actors play the role throughout time. And all three of them did a very nice job, especially the middle child when he was about, what, 16, 17 years old. Very good acting. And I believe all three of those actors were deaf in real life. Uh, Tremendous job. A fantastic movie. If you've never seen Mr. Holland's Opus, you got to go see it tonight or tomorrow. Tomorrow's fine. But I wouldn't go longer than that because you'll forget about it. So it better be tomorrow. It was nice to see Dave Chappelle on stage. He is such a fascinating character. Funny as hell. But he had some choice words for the business a decade ago. He was giving an interview on the Actors Studio with James Lipton a while back. I want to say probably about 20 years ago. Uh, He had some colorful words to say about the business of show. Show business. Um... He went through some shit in the business. He didn't get too much into details, but he pretty much left the business for a while. I'm not quite sure where he went. I think he said where he went, but I forget. But he was gone for a while. He had to get away. He had to collect himself. And I'm not quite sure how many years he was gone. I want to say maybe 10 years that he pretty much took himself away uh, from the whole deal. Um, so it was nice to see Dave Chappelle again, and he's got those, uh, specials on Netflix I've watched. They're very good. Looks like he bulked up, didn't it? He was always sort of a, uh, wiry, real thin, skinny guy. And it looks like he's been working out a little bit, doesn't it? Getting beefy. (laughs) So, you know, glad you're back, man. Selma Hayek's dress was so damn sparkly, wasn't it? Yeah, she's... I always thought she was very beautiful and very talented as well. This show is definitely highlighting diversity, breaking down stereotypes. And this can relate to my Woody Allen episodes. If you have not heard the Woody Allen episodes, I broke it up into two episodes. Uh, And those were done right before the one I'm doing right now. Hasn't been that popular. Little disappointed. But, you know, he's an older guy. I get it. Um, but hopefully down the road, maybe you, you want to learn more about Woody Allen. Well, this relates to it. And I'm going to tell you why. Woody Allen made a point to write and cast strong female roles in his films. Very rare. And it shouldn't be that way. But props to Woody Allen for doing that. I wanted to point out a line from one of the many excellent commercials That I saw during the Oscars. Now the line was this. Where does it come from? Anywhere. That was it. Isn't that just. It's short. And it just says a lot. Okay. Where does it come from? Anywhere. You know your inspiration. That muse. Where does that. Where you get it. You know that. That moment. You know, what you're reaching for, what you're going for. You know, where does it come from? It can come from anywhere as long as it comes to you. And the the commercials for the Oscars, I felt, were better than the ones for the Super Bowl. It's a Mark 
Hamill sighting, okay? You know, Luke Skywalker. I haven't seen him, I don't even know, since I was a kid probably, Star Wars, right? And he's old and bearded now, it's really weird, and he kind of looks like a drunk, old, uh, blonde Christoph Waltz. Best animated short film was Dear Basketball, Kobe Bryant. How about that? And you can notice just how freaking tall that guy is. Basketball players are physical freaks of nature. Well, most pro athletes anyway are just monstrous beings that are very talented. Very interesting. Very kind of scary too. They're just big. They're just huge. They're freakish. They're, they're not normal. They're, I mean, God, you saw him walking and the guy standing next to him or walking next to him looked like a midget. He looked like a little baby, like a toddler. I mean, they're just massive people. It's really incredible when you think about it. When you ever go to a basketball game, it's truly incredible. If you're close enough, you get a look at these guys. I mean, they're like from another planet. It's like, where do they get these people? You know, sometimes it's really funny too. It's like, you see some of these athletes and how big they are. You know, they're just like these big monstrous beings, you know, and they're with their mom. And their mom is like 5'2", you know, 96 pounds. And you think to yourself, how the, what the, (laughs) oh, poor lady, right? Like during birth. I mean, I would give her medal awards for that. God bless her heart. God bless you. Also, for feeding this child. I'm sure this child just, just engulfed everything and the fridge would be empty. You'd fill it up in the morning, you know, go grocery shopping, you fill it up and by night it was gone. It'd be completely bare. You'd be like, son of a, I got to get a fifth job. <laughs> okay. Getting back here. This episode's getting a little out of control, but you know, who cares? Best animated feature film was Coco. And I'm finding that it was a big night from Mexico. Uh, I felt the speech though was way too long. Tighten it up. Uh, the song Call Me By Your Name was short but nice. I like that. Short and sweet. I don't like these long songs that go on for like like five minutes. And you're like, all right. You know, the Academy Awards, they're long enough. You don't need a song that's like five minutes long. So they did a nice job actually at the Academy Awards. Keeping the songs kind of short and sweet. And this one was short. It was a nice one too. Uh, I felt that there was a female theme throughout the show. They made a point to do that. If you notice, even the commercials were the same way. All right. They were, if you recorded this and some of you may have, I would go back, take a look at that. Now I, I was taking notes during this whole thing. So when you're writing down like pretty much everything, uh, you catch stuff like that when you're not, and you're just watching it, you don't catch it maybe. So go back, take a look. A lot of female references throughout the entire show, including the commercials. So I just wanted to point that out, that that was done intentionally. That's no mistake. Okay, moving on. Roseanne, the TV show coming back. What the fuck? My prediction right now, not going to work. Bad idea. There was a time that came for that show, and it's coming past. Great show in the 1980s and 90s. Bad show now. But good luck. Lionel Richie, being a judge on American Idol, noticed that in a commercial, didn't know that. I'm not sure how long he's been doing that. Uh, I used to watch the show in its early stages when it first came on. I loved that show. Watched it for about maybe four or five years. Watched it every time it was on. I got tired of it. Haven't really watched it since. But seeing Lionel Richie, and he's on American Idol now, I may watch a few episodes. Huge. Fan of Lionel Richie. When I say huge, I mean big. I have plenty of his songs on my, you know, playlist that I listen to every now and then. Uh, I believe that he is one of the greatest love song makers ever. Best visual effects was Blade Runner. Now, special effects were better in the 1970s and 80s than they are now. Of course, that's my opinion. About 95% of the people out there would disagree with me, but I honestly believe that Lucas's stuff looked more real to me when he was working with models in the first Star Wars movies. It just looks fake to me now. 
it's almost too oh it, with all the CGI and things like that to me that looks faker than using a model it just does you can okay you could play around with a lot more stuff oh, I'm not an idiot okay you're limited with models but it looks more real to me that to me means more than all the other uh, many many things you can do with CGI and whatnot. Uh, I have a note here that says, it seems to me that Matthew McConaughey is losing his Texas accent. And I found that very interesting. Hearing presenter names and not knowing them goes to show how behind I am with current films. Thinking that it is a pity that Robert Pattinson wasn't nominated for Best Actor with his performance in the film Good Time. Now, this is a take of mine from a Twitter commercial last night. Uh, Twitter is now even insulting our president, Donald Trump, with a reference to build a bridge, not a border. Already then, listen, I don't like getting into political stuff because I think it just bothers me the way they rip on the president. He's our president. He may be a goofball. He may be doing some very questionable things. But you know what? He's still our president. I don't like these, this stuff that's going on. Okay? Twitter is now stooping so low. They're using Trump hate to gain customers. They're reaching new lows, people. We really are. Okay. Um, I also wanted to say that I really love the montages that the, the Academy did this year. They were very well done. All of them were. Uh, but I only saw one Marlon Brando moment, <laughs> okay? But I did see quite a few River Phoenix moments, though. And I love that. Okay, best sound editing, Dunkirk. Best sound mixing, Dunkirk. I think it's safe to say that Dunkirk has good sound. I am impressed with most commercials during the Oscars. And I mentioned that earlier, so I noted that again. A cute moment between Spielberg and Kimmel. Uh, Kimmel asks if Spielberg is dealing any weed. And then Steven makes it look like he's got some in his breast pocket. Love how they talk about never giving up your dreams. Best product design. Shape of water. First unclassy moment at the Oscars. Not a big deal though, but one of the winners was wearing tennis shoes, white tennis shoes with a black tux. That's ridiculous. Mexican music number. Uh, It was very subpar at best in the beginning. The first guy who sang was horrible, but then it got better after that. Uh, Rito Moreno came up and said a few things. Uh, Like I said, a Brando connection. Uh, And uh, that was nice to see. Best foreign film was A Fantastic Woman. From Chile. And the speeches so far for the most part are clean and crisp, I note. And I am wondering if notices were sent out to potential winners to keep the speeches tight. Very possible. And in doing so, the flow of the show was excellent. Best Supporting Actress winner was Allison Janney. And I was really happy about this. I like her very much. Looks like she had a bit of plastic surgery done. Uh, Don't get it. I think she's a very beautiful woman. Didn't need it. I understand she's getting older. And this is what happens, okay? You're trying to tighten things up. You know, here's the Oscars trying to tighten up the show. Well, here's Allison Janney getting up in age, trying to tighten up her face. This is a very common thing with actresses and entertainment, Phil. I just don't like seeing it. I like people aging, you know, gracefully, uh, naturally. That's the way God intended it to be. And when I'm seeing these fake faces, ah, I don't know. I think that she's much more beautiful the way she was before. Uh, She had a nice joke in the beginning of her speech uh, when she got up there. And she said that uh, she did it all by herself and she didn't need anybody to get her career going and all that stuff. I like that. It was nice and fun and light. Uh, I, I like her a lot. She's a great actress. Um, here it is. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing Lady Bird. Uh, 
it seems to me that that one's going to be really good to watch. And um, the one, uh, the Bulletin Board film as well. Um, those two I'm kind of really looking forward to watching. Might be the first two that I watch, hopefully within the next couple of months. So I can kind of talk about them with you, okay? And uh, there are more references to fences mentioned, once again, in reference to Trump, the Trump wall. I just, it's incredible to me. Just these little jabs, okay? I understand you don't like the guy, but my God, it was so ridiculous. Okay. Best adapted screenplay was Call Me By Your Name. Okay, so adapted screenplay. Yes, that was my dream, you know, after I came back home, after New York City, you know, learning about acting, going to acting school and all that stuff, and, uh, you know, didn't really make it... uh, as an actor, decided to come home, start a family. And after a few years, realizing realizing I really missed the business, I and I wanted to, I couldn't just sit still and not do some sort of art. And so I started really writing again. And I wrote some um, short films and I wrote some uh, feature films. And one of them, my very first one, was a Marlon Brando screenplay. And I used the book written by Peter Manso called Brando to write that script. I used his book as a guideline. There is no doubt about it. It's a fantastic book and it was basically my screenplay was an adapted screenplay. I pretty much wrote it off of Peter Manso's book and that was my dream to, you know, have a successful film like that and to maybe someday or in some way be nominated for an Academy Award for Adapted Screenplay. So I think back to those days, you know, like 10 years ago when I was pushing this thing, and that was my dream. Okay, I note here that Nicole Kidman's dress is ridiculous. Um, Yes, I guess it was like a really weird fabric. Uh, It was blue, and a big blue ribbon. The ridiculous. (laughs) Okay, best original screenplay... Get Out by Jordan Peele. Standing ovation. And I'm going to have to do some research on Peele now. He seems like an interesting guy. Uh, one of the commercials that I thought was interesting was a Microsoft one. It was about innovation. And the commercial reminds me of Steve Jobs' dream. And that was ironic. Because the commercial's talking about all the advances in technology and how that we're all becoming a part of it and how we should embrace it and use it as a tool. That's what Steve Jobs had in his mind, creating Apple. And it's a Microsoft commercial. His rival. So, Mr. Jobs, wherever he is, somewhere out there, was either smiling or cringing when that commercial came on. A tribute to the military films. And I really like this. Uh, My favorite warm films are uh, Deer Hunter and Platoon. With Apocalypse Now right there. Best Cinematography. Winner, Blade Runner. This is the first win for the cinematographer in his 14th nomination. And this was another standing ovation. He looked nervous, but a really cool guy. The next song up was This Is Me. Winner for Best Original Score was Shape of Water. And Best Original Song was Remember Me. Now the the next thing that they had was the uh, In Memory section where uh, they have artists and, and people in the past year that have passed away. And I always felt this to be a very touching moment in the show. And uh, some of the notable artists that have left us this past year were Henry Dean Stanton and he had a hell of a career and I will highlight him in the future. Very underrated. Uh, The director, Jonathan Demme. Actor, John Hurd. Legendary actor, Martin Landau. Actress, Glenn Headley. And I didn't know she passed and she was in Mr. Holland's opus. Really weird. Actor and writer, Sam Shepard. Brilliant writer. Don Rickles, comedian. Now there is a funny man, and he always made me laugh. We're going to miss him very much. Uh, Actor, Bernie Casey. 
And of course, the ever so talented and inspirational Jerry Lewis, the comical genius, one of my mom's favorites. Uh, the winner for best director was Del Toro for Shape of Water. This is his first win, and I guess I got to see this movie, but really looks strange to me. I mean, they're showing clips of this movie, and it's like a, this big human fish walking around, and th- like a lady hugging it, and it's like in a tub, and it's like all over the place, and it's about a big fish walking around. Uh, okay. This, and I have a note here saying, this is probably going to win Best Picture. This is the Best Picture of the Year. A big fish walking around. I can't wait to see it. It must be amazing. Fish. The scaly, fishy thing. Okay? Uh, He's walking around. I don't know if he talks. I'm going to find out, though. I can't wait. This movie is going to be incredible. I'm not seeing it. I'm being very sarcastic. Very. Okay, I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I prove wrong and I come back in a few months going, yep, I'm an idiot. And I know I am sometimes. I am. I'm an idiot. Uh, because I'm making judgments and I haven't even seen the film yet. But I always get like a feeling about it. Like, I'm not going to like that. And I'm usually right. But sometimes I'm wrong. But that's just my opinion. I'm looking at this movie, Shape of Water. There's a fish walking around. It's a, it's a fish. Okay. Anyways. It's probably amazing. Moving on. Jane Fonda is so vain, I put. Sheesh. And then we see Warren Beatty soon enough. It's amazing. Both of their heads fit inside the theater. Just wrote that down and I'm saying what I wrote. Here we go. Best actor. I say go Gary, go. And guess what? He got it. So happy, not surprised. He's fantastic and good for you, Gary Oldman. You deserve it. I predicted it back in, you know, what was that? I did my Gary Oldman episode near Thanksgiving. I always, that was around the time I had my tooth pulled. I was in bad shape. But I did that episode anyway. I just wanted to do it so bad. I swear to God, I was not well that day. I can't believe I did that. I mean, I just had my tooth pulled. I mean, I was bleeding during the episode. Okay, I don't know how... But anyways, I predicted that he'd be standing there on Sunday night, and he was. He deserves it. Uh, He's one of my most favorite actors of all time. And he mentioned in his speech that his mother is still alive at the tender age of 99. God bless you. God bless you. You got to see your son... Win the Academy Award. It's a beautiful story. And you can hear more about it. In the Gary Oldman episode that I did. Way back a few months ago. Look it up. It's there. I don't know the exact number. I should have wrote that down. I didn't. So if you want to know more about Gary Oldman. Please. I dedicate two episodes to him. Because I felt he was that important. So he really truly deserved that Oscar. And I was very happy. And that was the big reason why I watched the Oscars. Because I love him very much. Best Actress won. Uh, Frances McDormand. Okay, she's a great actress. She was in Fargo. Amazing. This is her second win. Because she won for Fargo as well. Her speech and behavior was strange at the podium. Maybe that's just the way she is. Uh, it seemed like she was on something. I'll be honest with you. But you know, don't take my word for it. Because I don't know. I just looked that way. Watch her speech again How she was acting And I mean she probably wasn't But it looked like she was Maybe she's just all Revved up on Adrenaline I said it Adrenaline Sorry And You know She was just sort of In the moment And going with it And she's you know She's just so excited But if you watched her After her speech was done And she was walking Like off stage They got a shot of her coming off stage and she was sort of wobbling around. I mean, I wouldn't make this up, but a terrific actress. Uh, (laughs) Hopefully it was just an adrenaline rush and she was on, you know, just excited. And she should be. You win an Oscar. My God, I, you know what? Fuck me. I would probably be the same way. Honestly, I don't think I would be able to go up there. 
I wouldn't remember a damn thing I said. My mouth would be completely dry. I'd be like, ha, 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 ha. I probably would have sound like a computer. You know, like, thank you for coming to this. Thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. Thank you. And I wouldn't have remembered any of it and walked off the stage. I probably would have, you know, slid off the stage. Best picture was Shape of Water. And like I said, I will give it a try. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of the Actors Room talking about the 90th American Academy Awards. It was a nice show. I enjoyed watching it, actually. I watched every second. I didn't get up. Well, I, okay. I did get up a few times. But I got up, like, during the commercials and just for a few minutes. Uh, I never missed any part of the show. I watched it all. Uh, I actually had a good time watching it. Like I said, entertaining. And I got to see Gary Oldman win for Best Actor. I got to see Sam Rockwell win for Best Supporting Actor. And I really liked Allison Janney for Best Supporting Actor as well. Well done, everyone. We'll watch Shape of Water, the best movie of the year, right? Walking Fish. Walk- Who would have ever thought? Man, I should have thought of that. I can write a film about a walking fish and win the Academy Award. What was I thinking trying to write about Marlon Brando? Who wants to know about Marlon Brando? Nobody. But they want to know about a fish that walks... Maybe talks, uh, is communicating with human beings, and you know, is somehow touched on a deep level, and he he you know influences all these lives, and it's just a beautiful thing. I'm sorry, folks. I'm more into like you know reality stuff, all the stuff that's not that popular. That's the stuff I like. I know, right? Shame on me. I should be more into superhero movies. Okay. Things blowing up, entertainment based. I like the Batman movies; those are good. The ones, you know, especially the older ones, the ones in the eighties and nineties, those were pretty good. Uh, I like the Dark Knight; that was good too. I didn't like any of the Spider-Man movies, not one. And I was a big Spider-Man fan; didn't like any of those. I liked the older Supermans. Uh, the first Superman was really good. Superman two was very good. Superman three. Oh, man, that was bad. With Richard Pryor. Wow. And then Superman 4 was Quest for Peace. That was horrible. And the newer ones, didn't like them. Didn't like them. I don't like any of that stuff. I liked the very first, um, the one Wolverine. Um, Okay. And uh, they had, I forget her name. She was Sookie in uh, True Blood. Gosh. I think she's a tremendous actress. She actually won an Academy Award when she was a kid. And it's horrible that I can't remember her name right now. But she was in that movie too. I liked that one. And uh, that's about it as far as all the superhero stuff goes. Um, it's just not for me. I guess I'm not into those movies that are really popular. The ones that make a lot of money. I'm just not into them. You know, like Avatar. I just... I watched it one time. I was like, oh, that was nice. And that was it. I was done. I, I have no desire to watch it again. None. Uh, but uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening to The Actors Room. Once again, my name is Jeff Tarowski. Uh, this was a special episode, not talking about a specific actor, actress, or movie. Hope you enjoyed it. Go ahead. Keep supporting the show on iTunes. Uh, please support it on Twitter, Facebook, and of course the website, theactorsroom.lipson.com. Uh, don't forget that on that website, I have placed a donate button just in case you want to go ahead and support the show even more. Just dedicating anything will do to show me that, hey, you're doing a good job. Keep going. Okay, everybody. I hope you had a great day today. So I'm going to end it with this. Go on tonight. And put in that movie that makes you feel happy. Pop it in. Put your feet up. And enjoy the rest of your day. The rest of your evening. God bless you. Have a good one.